we're not here just having a good time. We have the technical expert over here. We have the crazy Juventus fan over there that they, they you know, they cry when the Juventus are losing, and then all of a sudden, oh, oh, they don't lose. We like to win. It was They don't lose. But we didn't lose. We won. Then we have the Spalletti lovers over there that we never admitted, and then we have the Manolas King over here. What about you? What are you? I'm just, I'm, I'm neutral. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're neutral. Because <laughs> the same game we all worship and in fighting, we're rising, it's all worth it. Brothers and sisters, together staying strong. Within this group is where we all belong. Because the same game we all worship. What is up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the Seria Audio Experience with IFTV. We've had an crazy, intense, Lots of comebacks in this Serie A. We've got the whole group here. Some of us look more sad than others. Uh, I had a, during the Juventus game. During the Juventus game, listen to this, guys. I had Antonio and Michael screaming in my face. I have a video of on my phone. Like this. Yeah, yeah. What are you going to do now? What are you going to do? In my face. In my face. I said, okay, we'll see. You're reacting a little bit. Yeah, you didn't say we'll see. He was crying. You didn't say a word. I didn't say a word. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what happened. I was quiet until the end of the match. And then who was screaming and who was quiet? Uh, uh, well, I didn't say anything. I was kind of expect- you didn't say anything? Lazio, I have video of you Lazio had so many opportunities. It was almost expected. I was anyway, the Serie A was, uh, was very exciting because of the comebacks. Um, just to start it off, last week we had Ludovico on. Uh, who's a Napoli fan, and uh, him and Antonio had the bet that everybody knows about. They were all messaging us. <laughs> Antonio's already looked stressed. We had a bet. Um, whoever I look stressed. You look stressed a little mm-hmm. bit. Ludovico, I gotta say, he negotiated this deal great because you should have just said, if Milan win, then you then you pay. If Napoli win, then I pay. But he got you to put a tie in there. Hey, listen, listen. <laughs> yeah, he sneaked in there. Yeah, he, he got you good. He just threw it in. I told you, I yeah. don't think he realized. And he took it. And he the took it. Next time around, we're gonna. Have, I'm gonna have the win and the tie. He's gonna have the the, the win for himself. Let's yeah. see. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the funny thing is, when we were driving with Ludovico, I told Ludo, I said, "What happens if Antonio uh, says that you know you didn't agree to tie?" I have the footage on my phone. I have the footage. <laughs> he said it already. So, hey, yeah. by the way, you guys missed a big meal. We were eating. We were eating. <laughs> From two o'clock until seven o'clock, no stop. They were just, you know, it's just too much. Let me let me ask <laughs> a question. Did you have indigestion? No, no. Why? We should have won the game. We should you, have won the you, game. You paid for the. Oh, for the, for yeah, the nah, it's a pleasure for me to take care of the guys. You know. There we go. Ludo, Ludovic had none of it. It was now like, oh no, don't worry. He's like Antonio, give the check to Antonio <laughs> right away. For the record, they, they treat us extremely well. They did. Well, we, we hands had... down extremely well. Antonio, the the owner of the of the place of the restaurant, is like a, a sweetheart. This and is uh, Patrizia. Time, yeah. yeah, Patrizia. Next in time Williamsburg. In Williamsburg. Uh, ah, yeah. so for the for the listener, he's the coach. It was his coach, by the way. Hey, Antonio, he was your coach? You? No, no, he no, <laughs> wasn't his coach. Your father was his coach. I coach uh, I coach his kids. So for the people that are listening, hey, Patrizia, um, we are advertising your <laughs> oh your restaurant. They, they, the best restaurant in Williamsburg. No, it was good. It was good. By the way, they have a restaurant in Staten Island and a new one. By the way, on Woodside, we don't get anything for this that's okay <laughs> so did you not um, even a meal right yeah we got a meal don't that's worry the anyway. only problem is that they're napoli fans no but you had to pay oh that's okay <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the deal they're all napoli fans but you were you were like every time somebody asked antonio because antonio was going for milan and i was secretly going for milan 
Uh, every Secretly. Time. Secretly. <laughs> wow. Secret. I, I didn't want to say it too loud. The moment I walked in, I had a Juventus scarf. The guy goes, you're in the wrong place. <laughs> Put it right at, right at the scarf. But uh, every time Ant- uh, the Napoli fans asked Antonio about uh, uh, Milan, he goes, no, if Milan win, you guys win 3-0. I'm happy for Napoli. They're the South. It's good. It's good. Um, let, let's let's start off with that game. Wait, wait, wait. Before well, we actually start, uh, let's oh, uh, yeah. talk about our Instagram. Oh, 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 oh. Let him say it. Let him say it. Let him say it. We didn't mention it. <laughs> We didn't mention it on YouTube yet, but we made a backup account for now. Everyone's been asking us, what's your new uh, Instagram. Uh, Instagram? Are you going to make a new one? It, Mark, Antonio made a nice little uh, diagram guys, over guys, here. Our new Instagram account is called Ita- at Italian Football TV. Very yes. good, Antonio. Okay, they took it down, yep. but don't worry. We're building up faster than the speed of light. So. <laughs> Anto- <laughs> Antonio, Antonio had to work on this there for like know, 20 guys. minutes to remember the name. You know Italian Football show, TV. <laughs> You know how fast the speed of light is, guys? Italian, at Italian Football TV. Very good. Very Antonio, good. I'm proud of you. You remember right, Italian Football good. TV. So, guys, head on over to our Instagram real quick. Uh, we got to build it up from the bottom again, but uh, it's going quick. The support has been crazy. Good job, Mike, from remembering that. Uh, we'll plug it a few times. So, let's start off with uh, Milan Napoli. Very exciting match. And I'll go and say, and I, I, told the, I was telling the boys this when we were there, it was the best Milan I've seen this season. The first half was so intense. From Milan's side, from Milan's perspective. They were pressing well. Without Higuain and with Cutrone, who I know yeah. Cutrone was criticized too in this match. I saw a lot. I thought Cutrone was doing great, especially in the first half with Kula Bali on him, with Raul Bayol. Um, he was great, great movement, great pressure. And he, um, you know, summarized everything that Milan was about, which was intensity. And they brought the intensity to Napoli. And Napoli were on the back foot. And I thought that we saw a big... Um, lack of the presence of Alan was deeply missed from this Napoli because they struggled against Milan. Uh, I uh, I thought it was a, a great game, a dynamic game, and they were going up and down. Uh, I was really, um, really an entertainment game. And um, two teams that were not afraid uh, to, uh, to go up and win this game. I mean, Napoli played with uh, almost four forwards, uh, uh, three and a half forwards and I mean Ancelotti tried I know that the tie was not good for both of them so I guess you know they needed to win to, for uh, Milan to be uh, on the fourth place and uh, and for Napoli to get closer um, so I, very nice entertainment game up and down I am a little bit uh, better believer in Gattuso I, I've been criticized Gattuso for uh, that, that I thought he was not, you know, the coach. Uh, but uh, I, I think that mm. um, he's getting better. Uh, he's getting better as a coach. One negative thing that happened was that red card. I mean, I didn't think that was a red no, card. I, I agree. Uh, it was. If it was a handball. Just call the handball. But don't don't. I don't even think it was that much of a handball. Uh, I, no. I, Huh? It, it, like if you I, see the replay, I think he went on his chest well, like he that. He went like this. I mean, he hit him here and hit then. His okay. Knee and then. Uh, you know, if it was a handball, fine, but don't call him a, a red card. And then the I don't understand yellow. the second yell. And then I understand why he threw, you know, Ancelotti out too. That was not necessary. There was what, one minute left in the game, anyway. But uh, nice, uh, good game. I really enjoyed it. Peter, what do you think about the game? Oh, I think uh, like Caetano said. You know, Milan, Napoli, they were back and forth. They, 
it was interesting to see because Milan's got the new additions, right? I think it was nice to see Piontek when the Milan colors after in the second half he came on. He actually had a couple of chances. Gazzetta gave him man of the match for Milan. Yeah, listen, I think... To Piontek? Yep, for I Milan. I mean, I might not have done yeah. that. He, yeah. he didn't play that much. 15 minutes. 20 minutes. But you can definitely tell when he came in, he, he created another dynamic to the Milan team. Much more energy. Yeah, but also, like, he, he, he got one control of the ball on top of the box, put it past the first uh, defender, and just yeah. unfortunately got a little bit mm. far ahead of him. But we know already what he's able to do uh with genoa so looking forward to even though i'm an inter fan to see milan being able to go to on top of inter not <laughs> on top of inter but higher up you know right. not necessarily the this year but closer. next year you know but listen gonna as you said before good. but he said before I, i'm surprised to see milan without without gonzalo Higuain. thank god he was not playing <laughs> This is the main reasons why we played well because that guy was not part of the team. You were did praising you hear, him a couple of weeks ago. Did you ago. hear how he described Higuain on yes, the podcast? Yes, I did. <laughs> what do you think of that? I, uh, I heard it more than once. He described. <laughs> why you don't like the calzona with the, with the legs? Uh, that's what it is. And now we. Right, you don't. Week, have, you don't have to worry about it anymore now. No, this week we got uh, a, a Napolitano Kilbasa, kil, the Kilbasa for for the Naples and with the Kilbasa for AC Milan. <laughs> Because uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Piontek. No, Piontek plays for AC Milan and the Kilbasa Napoletano is Milik. So we have two Kilbasas. It's a Polish sausage, by the it's way. It's a Polish sausage, yeah. right, Mike? Yeah. Well, you so, told me. I didn't know. <laughs> so those are those are the new the new uh, the new things that uh, into the leagues. But uh, the main thing is AC Milan is a team that little by little is getting his players back. Conte, sure. he didn't play last week because I think he's going to be playing Tuesday. Okay, and that guy's going to be a different maker. I'm not going to say right now for uh, scaramantic reasons that we're going to win the game because uh, what a word. I'm against that. Okay, superstition. So, Good but uh, I think Napoli is going to win Tuesday again. Let them win because we don't care about the Coppa Italia. So we care about the fourth <laughs> place. We care about the fourth place, and that's what we aim for. And uh, hey, we take whatever uh, whatever crumbs they throw us on the floor. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll take them. And as far as your father with yeah. the Gattuso, I uh, I agree with him. You know, yeah. nobody gave said. Gattuso credit uh, a lot of, from yeah. the very beginning except me. This yeah. guy here didn't like Gattuso. You didn't yeah, I didn't like, like him. I didn't like Gattuso. But, uh, You're right. Gattuso, Gattuso is a different maker for this team here. Okay? So you're going to see it. By the end of the year, we're going to go on top of Inter. Uh, take That's it easy. Take it easy. Take it easy. For sure. And we might go even on top of Napoli. All Maybe right. Juve too. Maybe Juve. Juventus? Uh, no, we don't care about that. We don't, we don't need championship. We need the what Champions Leagues. We 20 points away from Juventus. Okay. Mike, what do you think oh, about the game? I thought it was a tale of uh, two halves, I think. It was all Milan in the beginning. And then second half, uh, Napoli played uh, better. I think... Gattuso had a lot of tactics. Like uh, Antonio called me out and how Gaetano was saying, he proved a lot of us, a lot of us wrong. We're saying he's not a tactician. He's not a tacticianist. But at the end of the day, everyone believes in him. Everyone uh, gives a hundred percent. And it's gonna take time. You know, uh, he's. We all know he's not a top five. Uh, you know, five star coach. But little by little, he knows what he's doing. And for the game, it could have ended a win on both sides uh, for each of them, and no one would have been surprised. Or it could have ended like uh, ended now, zero zero, and uh, it was a fair result, I think. But, but both one, teams could have won it. One thing I have to say for Gattuso, yeah. he's got two coaches that are looking at him, or maybe three. Okay, yep. he's got Leonardo who coach uh, AC Milan. 
He's got Shevchenko. They interview him after the game, and mm-hmm. they got uh, Maldini. Maldini. I mean, he's got three guys, that's and true. maybe more that are that's there, true. and they all to support him. That's good. So that's that's, 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 that's yeah. a very important part yeah, of the table. Right. But yeah. one thing we didn't say, and I think this was the key to why it was zero zero, were the two goalkeepers. Mm-hmm. I that's thought true. Ospina was good. incredible for yeah. Napoli. Lucky, no, even when he was injured too. He was very too. good. And Donnarumma, yeah. I thought both of the goalkeepers made this game zero zero. Without them, with somebody else, this could have been, you know, there could have been a couple no, goals I, on both I, sides. I agree. Yeah, both I agree. And both play well. One thing that I really like, too, about Milan, I enjoy how the midfield is starting to play and build up, you know? There was a few times we've said this season that Iguain was never serviced, you know, with Suso and Chahanalu and, and all these guys. But I think even Bakayoko, another guy who's slowly been getting into this, and if you did get another more creative midfielder, you know, we heard the Tonali, you know Tonali, the mm-hmm. guy that looks like Pirlo. Yeah. He said this week, I want to get coached by Gattuso. If you add a player like that, the youth that they have, and again, like you said, I want to see Calabria on the left and Conti on the right, because Conti, we've seen how important he is. Your team looks good, and you're still not playing with your real center back. Musacchio is not... Yeah. Caltara is going to come in soon. Of, you know, we'll this, the only thing that I'm, I'm afraid about this Caldara is another guy that we got from Juventus. <laughs> Anytime you get a player from Juventus like Bonucci, a disaster. <laughs> Higuain, a disaster. Don't make them the captain. Okay, no. this so, guy so here, I hope it's not a disaster. You gotta look for players from Inter. Well, yes, yeah, <laughs> we'll take it from Inter. Like Pirlo, yeah, we'll take Pirlo, it from Pirlo, yeah. <laughs> Give us Icardi, you'll see it. Icardi and Banda, they're going to wear the similar Banda, shirt. And Banda. Banda. They're going to wear the similar yes, shirt. They're going to do well. The question for uh, for Marco is, uh, can... Uh, can Cotrone play with Piontek? Yes. I was, I was just going to ask you that. I think it's too That's soon a tough to tell one. right yeah, now is too soon. Which, which formation they're going to go with because he did a 4-3-3, right? Uh, we've seen a few times he switched it up. Is Chahanalu going to leave? I think that they can play together. I do see them very similar. To tell you the truth, I see them as similar type of players. And I know Gattuso didn't want to put them both in because you know he didn't want to lose this game. He didn't want to push it too much. Mm. He was trying to keep that tie and then maybe if they win, they win. Because you're playing against Napoli. Uh, I'm not sure. I think it's to be seen if they could play together. But I do see similar styles in both of them. I think on a 4-4-2 uh, formation, they can play together, those two guys. Okay? Very close. Right there. One next to the other. Well, you're definitely going to have to okay. try. You're definitely going to have to try it. Then I think Cutrone was taken out. Not because he didn't do well. Because he was winded. Cutrone really ran his brain. He did. He did. He did. Back and forth. Back Milan and looked forth. tired. Yeah, after 60, yeah, after 60, 65 they, minutes, they pressed I thought that lot, that's, that's where Napoli why. got more into the match. Yeah. And, and let's talk about Napoli for a second. Because we didn't, we didn't talk about Napoli. I thought it was extremely disappointing. I think that the attitude that they had and Ludovico was losing his mind. All he kept saying was, get into the second half. Ancelotti talked to these guys because they were not there to play. You know, he was upset with, um, you know, where Fabian Ruiz was playing. You know, you know he's a very, very good player. Insignia didn't play well at all. Insignia was yeah. so far away from the goal. You know, a lot of times he did a 4-4-2 with Mertens and, and um, Milik up top. Mm-hmm. But Insignia on the left. They were I mean, invisible. Insignia's running the whole game. He's not touching the ball. Yeah, yeah, then when not... he gets to that, that quarter half of the field, he's dead. You know, there, there was nothing to do. Mm-hmm. And I thought the entire game was bad on that side. And I think Ancelotti, you know, maybe Alan, yes, of course, you know, he was hurt, um, but poor, very, very poor. And then Mario Rui, who's such an idiot, he didn't give Ancelotti yeah, hand his hand shake. after yeah. the, when he when he got subbed out. A guy who was lucky to even be playing because Gulam's not 100%. Mm. What'd you guys think about Napoli? Wasn't it disappointing in a match where you really needed to get got, that win? I'll tell you why, one more thing. Because this I, is a better tie for you, Milan than it is you for said, Napoli. You said it right, both of you, before. I think Donnarumma is like a concrete wall. 
but a concrete wall with glue on. The ball doesn't bounce back. <laughs> the ball hits the concrete normally. It, sticks, it comes back right? harder. The guy just, boom, he just grabs the ball. It's a good ball. analogy. Whether you have a 150 miles an hour uh, uh, shot or you have a 300,000 uh, <laughs> miles an hour shot. You know how fast that is? The guy takes the ball. I thought that's a rocket ship right there. He, takes, he grabs the ball. That's it. That's it. No rebound. Actually, the offensive player isn't even looking for a rebound because they know. Antonio, his nickname should be the country wall with glue, right? Yeah. yeah how do you say in Italian? Cemento. <laughs> with, with glue, what is a cola, right? Donna cemento. Donna cemento. Roma. Donna, Donna Roma cemento. So, anyway. If he so disappointed, oh, if, no. if you were really yeah. disapp disappointed in Napoli, so was the 0-0 zero zero uh, tie, right, more of Milan's accomplishment or Napoli not being able to play up to standards? Uh, a little a bit question. of both, yeah. but I would say more so for Napoli not being able to play to well, the standards. So then the credit that was given to Gattuso. <laughs> well, I think, no, we, we came <laughs> short. Can we came short. We could have won the games. You played both 60 minutes. But look, why minutes. was Napoli off their groove? Because Milan was present yeah, why? so well. Why was Napoli we not there? Milan was the playing so well. That's what I'm trying to say. Was it more we because of Gattuso? I, I think it was Gattuso's tactics. Yeah. What do you why? think? No, I thought, it, I, like I said before, I thought it was, uh, uh, you know, they went both up and down, up and down. I mean, uh, Napoli tried. They they really tried. They had some good Zilinski chances. And Milik had two yeah, chances I mean, they had, so this guy so many uh, shots on goal, and they, they they were right in front of there, and they didn't finish. But I thought, no, I thought it was a good game. I, I, Ancelotti thought he he, uh, he had more chances than, than uh, Milan, and he should have won the game. I mean, I thought that I feel like I'm very disappointed every time I watch Napoli and I watch them watch an important match. I feel like I'm always disappointed in Mertens and, and Insignia lately. I feel like Milik, very dangerous. And he was unlucky. You know, he had one really good yeah, shot where yeah, he wound yeah, up yeah, yeah. that I thought was going to be buried into the back of the Run net, which corner. wasn't. Um, but I feel like Mertens and Insignia, they're not, they're not there enough. They're not there. When you're playing with the striker and Milik's been hurt for a long time and Mertens well. has been... It's, uh, Mertens has got what? Eight goals? Does he have eight goals? Around there. I yeah, think, yeah, I think so. check. I think he's got like eight goals, mm -hmm. which, you know, is, is not. At this point, yeah, at this point is, he's not bad. And he's not a, you know, he's not a center forward. He's, a, okay, I, he's right behind mm -hmm. the forwards. But does he really but set I, up that much? Is but really I thought, I, I think that. Uh, Sheka also Insigne, how many goals he's got? I think Insigne has got to do, he's got to do more. At one point, he had put him closer to the to the goal, yeah. uh, Ancelotti, yeah. and, and he was in the beginning. He was doing wow. And now Milik, eight Milik goals. Took he's it. got eight goals, and right? Insigne. And Insigne. And how many assists? Does he assist? Assist seven. Oh, so uh, Mertens. Yeah, so, uh, you know, who are those assists again? Mertens. Insignia seven goals uh, and five assists. Five assists. I think very well round. Yeah, players. big game. Yeah, Insignia's got to do a little bit yeah, more. Maybe Insignia more. Listen, one more Any thing that we, we have to add to the game is that AC Milan has been four games. There's the best defense in this area right now. They only got three goals is in uh, the last uh, four games. Yeah. Oh. And one thing about AC Milan, the average age, you know mm -hmm. how much is the average age? They're young. 25? 23. They're young. Oh, wow. They're that's young. incredible. So 23 and 230 days. So, no, that's great. No, so, you, you could see the youth in their... In their uh, oh, yeah. I mean, Iguain helped a lot with that, uh, bringing that number down too. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> The best thing that happened to Wigwain that he got himself on the plane. Somebody sent me a message. I saw a flying pig from. A <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Is Wigwain landing in London?" I couldn't see Wigwain. Wigwain. Then I saw a pig coming down. <laughs> so that's him. Sweet that love. Was the, that was the the 
what do you call it? Iguain is going to do great. He should have put a calzone instead of a pig coming down. Iguain is going to do great. He played, I think he played his first game today. Did he score? No, he didn't score. I'm surprised. Oh my Relax, god. Easy. It's a jet lag. It's easy. a lonely You know what? This Caldara <laughs> better do very Caldara. well. <laughs> Again, because it, this guy is going to be sucked at the end of the year. And this is some sort of a. The DNA of Juventus does not work for AC Milan. Whatever Nothing's you do, working for AC Milan right now. Whatever you do, an implant or whatever you do, a, a stitching operation. What about Inzaghi? Inzaghi? What do you mean Inzaghi? Play with Juventus, he went to Milan. Well, Inzaghi is an exception. Inzaghi, <laughs> Inzaghi wanted to leave from Juventus. I like how Those guys, they didn't want to be sold. Okay. Inzaghi wanted to leave from Juventus. He wanted to, He was dying to play for AC Milan. Those guys that we got, Higuain, he didn't want to do it. Bonucci got in a little scuffle with, uh, yeah. with uh, Allegri, then he went up in AC Milan. Those those we were need two those were like two this. cases we that don't. were a little bit different. You so, could tell that Iguain's heart was not don't. there, and that even Bonucci he said that you know he went there for different reasons. Anyway, let's move on. Let's talk about the other game uh, on that Saturday as we transition to the other games, um, and we got to talk about the man that we've been talking about for months. I asked you guys two months ago, three months ago, should he be called up to the national team? I think we've all slowly changed our mind. Fabio Quagliarella. Not me. He scored 11 goals in 11 games, just like 11 games consecutively to tie Batistuta's no, he's record. Better than yeah, Batistuta he is. right now. But in 11 consecutive No, no, he, he, tied, tied. Tied. Yeah. he tied in games. Number scoring. of goals, too? In, in the yeah. number of games. Tied. Number, number of, games of games for scoring so a game. Consecutive games. They were penalty kicks, but take nothing away from, from Quagliarella. Mm. You know, he's a guy that, you know, he said a few years ago he almost had to stop playing because of the threats that he was getting, you know, the. What, what happened to him with the mafia and um, who said that it's a dream to even be talked about in the same sentence as a guy like Batistuta and game after game, I think he proves why, uh, why, why he should be called out to the national team, why he should be considered and why even at 36 years old, he turns 36 in a few days, the 31st of January he turns 36. He's still performing at the top level and you see, He's top goal scorer in Italy right now. He He's the top yeah. goal scorer of Italy. How incredible. 16 goals this season. Oh, Ronaldo scored today, right? Oh, oh no. They're still not higher. He's still not, not higher. higher. Okay. Ronaldo's at 15. Oh, what, do you, what do you guys think about uh, Quagliarella? I saw, uh, I heard the interview after the game. And the guy started crying. He was so emotional. He says, you know, he couldn't believe that uh, what he's going through right now, it's a magical moment for him. And he could never imagine that it would be, uh, you know, talked about at the same level as Battistuta. And then Del Piero asked him a couple of questions. And and uh, uh, Massimo uh, Ambrosini also asked him a couple of questions. And he played with... Uh, he played with Ambrosini in the national team. He played with Del Piero. He played a lot of games against Del Piero. And uh, he, he, he got really emotional of, um, of what he's going through. And uh, they asked him about the national team. And he said, no. He says, the national team is for young people. It's not, uh, you know, it's not for me. Mancini was at the game. But Mancini did say that if he keeps scoring, he will be called to the national team. So he's, he keeps scoring. I think he's, a, he's the leading scorer right now. Yep. He's uh, one up. And uh, yeah, I uh, I didn't, wasn't that convinced uh, uh, a few months ago, but now I'm convinced that uh, he could help the national team. Yeah, there's the qualification coming. Uh, the uh, the European Cup is a year and a half away. Uh, maybe uh, maybe he could 
you go ahead and play the European Cup and then uh, you know and then retire. What was the circumstances that uh, that uh, Juventus uh, sold Quagliarella? Um, I think that it was just that they were looking to upgrade mm -hmm. from uh, what they had, and I think that they they just moved away. I don't think it was anything mm -hmm. specific. And I mean, I think also Conte was a big factor why Quagliarella was was there, you know, and what why was he had the, to leave his Naples. best season. It was I think it was a twenty goal, right? I'm not sure. And to I be think honest. If, I look yeah, it up. I think it was 20 goals. Look it up. Time. If it was 20 goals, this guy is four goals away. How many did he yeah, score so far? 16. 16. Okay, so it's four goals away to equal equal his best records. I think it's going to go. Right now. If he stays healthy, he's going to beat his best records. Uh, he uh, should. He should. Yeah. I, I think Quagliarella, without a doubt, is one of the better talents that we've seen, but he's gotten better as he's aged. Because maybe like when, he, when he was in his like yeah, wine, when right? he was in his mid 20s, whatever. You know, Udinese, Sampdoria, mid-level teams like that, nothing too crazy. And then he was maybe overshadowed by uh, Di Natale. But you can definitely tell with, never had with, a ex 20. with experience. He never had 20? Yeah. With experience. Hmm. How many? The 19. All right, 19. So if he scores 20 goals. With Udinese? Was that with Udinese or Napoli? No, it wasn't with Udinese. With Udinese, he had 13. Yeah. There we go. With Napoli, 11 was his best. Hmm. Yeah. So, so no. So the 19, 19 goals against, against Juventus. With, with 19, Juventus. It doesn't seem right. I don't think he had 19 it's goals. Probably 20 goals is his record. Yeah. Anyway, um, mm. what were you saying? Yeah, I was just saying. I think with the experience, he's become a better striker because you can tell this positioning is better. His awareness in front of the goal, and uh, I always like Quadrado just because he, he could take a shot from anywhere, and you, mm. he would, and it would go in. The, mm -hmm. He would think the. The unthinkable and, and do it. The one against Napoli was... Gaetano, let me ask you a question since we're talking about Quagliarella. What is the most striking skills does he have? Receiving the ball before he receives the ball, he knows how to put the ball, uh, uh, how he touches the ball to himself. You know? the, this guy, has got, he's got everything. I mean, he has with the back to the goal, yes. he can get the ball, he can turn, he can burn you and he can shoot. Uh, he, he's got uh, he's got skills, and then the goals that he scores. Have you seen the goals that he scores? Yeah. He, go, he scores amazing goals with, with the heel, with the back, with the uh, heel of the foot. Uh, he he, you know, with um, a bicycle. I mean, the, the guy is uh, he's amazing. They, I keep they used watching to call him Marco. Mr. Wonder Goal. But Marco, That's I keep watching him. Was. Listen to this, Marco. I keep watching him. What strikes me. It's when he receives the ball, he does not stop the ball. He directs the ball to the place where he wants to just eventually take one extra step, dribble one more, or just uh, he touches the ball with the, the inside of the foot or the, the outside of the foot to put the defender in, yeah. a, in, a, in a very precarious condition. And, 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 boom. and on the fourth call, I believe, I believe it was on the, on the fourth goal, he's the guy that made the assist. Yeah. He gave a nice true ball mm. that then, uh, that then he the scored. So he he, yeah, he does it all. He's got he's got he's a complete uh, he's a complete player. Yeah. We love Quayarella. He's always been there, and um, he continues to prove it. Thirty six and still going. That's crazy. Hopefully, we see him. Um, let's move on to an to extra another big striker, so like my friend uh, Icardi <laughs> right now, because I, that's surprising me so much. I mean, this guy's one of the greatest talent that we have on the face of the of the earth. and for some reasons, <laughs> playing under Spalletti is not producing what he's supposed to be producing, okay? Now, Pete, how can you say that? How can I say that? It's been three weeks they hasn't scored. It's like Mourinho three and Pogba. Three weeks he hasn't scored. Anton. We only played two weeks of Serie A right now. Yeah, but it's been three weeks that he has, <laughs> I mean, three games that he hasn't scored. Am I right? Including vacation and all. Right? Three games he don't score. Uh, happens. Hey, hey. Van Danara is trying to renegotiate the contract <laughs> that, over that, there. That, that's probably so that's helping either. 
Huh? It's helping Inter then. It's helping Inter doing what? Losing game? They lost the game today. Oh, boy. Let me just let Listen. me just give a little bit of context. I see Peter's face right now, and let me just tell you that Antonio right now is living in the greatest <laughs> moment of his life. I Milan got a tie against Napoli. Inter lost. He gained one point. Antonio Antonio got to the podcast a little bit before, and he goes, "Wait till Peter gets here. I'm gonna ask him the score. I'm gonna act like I don't know the score." <laughs> and then they he gave no me the number to be open, not open. <laughs> Did you get any satisfaction from me? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but, I mean, listen, if we talk about the facts, I mean, very surprising. As an Inter fan yourself, to lose to Torino, worst case scenario, you can imagine a tie. But to lose to Torino. Well, I mean, it's you... not the first time that we lost to Torino. Torino's always been a, a tough team for Inter. But I think in this circumstance, with what's on the line and trying to secure Champions League or try to even push uh, Napoli... For second place, this is a game that you have to win. First off, I was disappointed when I saw the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to change formation when, you know, the whole year you've been playing with a four-man back line. It's and there's no... Why Why do you change anything? Why are you changing formation? What did you, you do? 3-5-3? 3-5-2? 3-4-1-2. 3-4-1-2. But then why do you not uh, have Politano starting, who's been a spark and who's been one of the better players... The whole season, he's not starting. You know, uh, Perisic didn't play. Perisic is having problems now with Inter. He wants out, and he like, might be sold to to England. So the thing is, it's it's like everything is unfolding all at once, and Spalletti wants to tinker with with the formation. You don't do that. He then it was all the thing with uh, oh Icardi, Lautaro Martinez that he can't play, sure. and I think something got to him. I I really think so that he wanted to try now Icardi and Lautaro Martinez to play together in Torino. It's not the time and it's not the place to to experiment. Yeah. You know, you're in the middle of the season where you have to have certain obligations like win to get make sure you keep the third pay, place, uh, gain two points from Milan. And and stay third or and push to Napoli, so it was just very upsetting, very upsetting. And then the goal that they they allowed on a set piece, you can't have that. Mm-hmm. You can't have that happen. You know. You know, I feel I feel like there is something going on in the locker rooms that nobody knows. You know, as you said, uh, Perisic is on his way out. There is a lot Marotta of tension. Yeah, there, there is a lot of tension yeah, going there on there. We don't know the, all the details. And Spalletti, Spalletti is not going to be the one that is going to open the book and say, "Hey, by the way, guys, ladies and gentlemen, this is what's going on." So the guy, the guy, he talks very little, and uh, he just shows with his action what uh, the formation that he puts on the field. That uh, you know is preferring players over other players. I mean, Politano is a, it's a it's a, a staple for Inter Milan. You never take that guy out unless he's dead. So the guy doesn't even get to start the game. You know, on the past we've been criticizing him because uh, he never puts Lautaro Martinez. Uh, he doesn't give a lot, enough minutes to, to Lautaro Martinez. So he should have just given Lutano Martinez half a game and just uh, you know take oh, some. He, he started Icardi and Martinez. But that's together. what I'm saying. You know, when you get criticized, the guy he listens yeah. to a lot of criticism, and so it doesn't really make a sensitive, uh, you know, a decision for the team. I, I just, I just didn't understand the reason for changing the formation, and and pretty much you're playing like Mazzari's Torino because Mazzari plays with a three-man defense. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he was trying to calculate, uh, you know, pr- probably go, uh, you know, player for player with Mazzari, but then. That's wrong. You're Inter. You have to have your own way of playing and your own way of uh, scoring. And it just seems like it's a bit of confusion. There might be some tension in the locker room. 
and because uh, it's now transfer market season, so a lot of rumors going mm-hmm. on. Who's who's next to leave? Icardi is he gonna renew? And unfortunately, it might be getting to to Inter and to Spalletti. Spalletti mm-hmm. right now looks uh, like a, by himself. It does. I, well, I mean, listen, it's a it's a weird situation because Marotta even before the match, you know, he said Perisic has put in a transfer request. That he wants to leave. He, he said it publicly? Yep, yeah. yep, he said it publicly. Oh, brother. And I, I think that it's one of those that, you know, Marotta, we've known how he is, and we know how these directors are. They like to keep everything private. Yeah. So for him to come out and say that it's public... It's probably been happening for a while, it's, too, that it's we didn't know been happening. about. We know that Pesic, exactly. since the World Cup, I feel like we've said this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Something's not clicking. Yeah. Something... Yeah. It's not he, there. he was linked to England, Man United. He was linked to Man U yeah, last year, time, yeah. the previous year. It never happened, and maybe he wants that experience. Maybe he doesn't feel good in the system that they're with. Now, who knows? It could be a lot of things. Um, and there's obviously a few factors to this, but to lose to Torino and to say even more, let me ask you guys a question. If you know the answer, don't say it. Sassuolo and Torino, the two times they've played them this season, a possible 12 points. How many points do you think Inter has picked up? Antonio, I know you know the answer because I told you I before. I know the answer too. Do you know you? Yeah, I know. What about you're the only one who doesn't know that? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'll go. Out guess. of a possible 12 points between uh, Torino and Sassuolo that Inter have played, how many points do you think they've picked up? Six. The half of it? Two. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's oh, 10 points on yeah. the table. If you put 10 and, points, yeah. you're tied with Napoli. In second how, place, and the winnable games, you know what I'm saying. So yeah. that's why not I chose to take everything away no, no, because no, we ju- know Sassuolo fights. It's just showing all the fights. facts. Yeah, but it's crazy. A few points here and no, there missed the out. Two points, exactly. Two points that's out of a, a possible lot. twelve a lot. is a lot. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So I don't know. What do you think? Is there a change that you think, or is just a rough period that well, the, the they have that, to suffer? The thing that sucks is that uh, at least the first half of the season, you could say, okay, Sassuolo, Torino, you. It's the f- first uh, couple of Serie A games, so maybe right. you're still not in rhythm, whatever. But now you should be able to you make the adjustments. You should be in rhythm, make the adjustments, and now you should be able to, to mm. win those games. Mm-hmm. you know, Or even score a goal. In- score a goal. Yeah. Inter in the beginning, they always play so good. Then they start crumbling mid-season. Something, there's something, a mental block. There's something uh, that's going on. And they Last season, two, or two seasons ago, weren't they winter champs or something? Or uh, then towards January, February, then there was getting some problems, and they started dropping points out of nowhere, and no one, there wasn't real well, answers. It comes down to leadership. It comes down to no. I think I smell something. This Marotta came in and they're starting to to put a new. Listen to me. He's starting no. to lay lay down the law in a different situation. This guy is trying to do what he did in Juventus. I, this is my take. Don't get me don't get me wrong. It's personally what I think. Okay. So a lot of people they might not like his the philosophy of this guy here. With an iron fist. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. He's demanding things from players. He he's he gave a fine to Icardi, a fine to Mar- Thank Martinez. Thank you. I was about to get to that yeah. point over there. And then I think it's the rumors that Icardi wants to sign a new contract. He wants a new contract signed. His manager Vanda. She's right to do that, to put Inter under pressure. And she wants to know whether Inter is serious enough to keep Icardi on the squad or just let Icardi go to the best, uh, you know, uh, pretenders. So uh, I think this Marotta has been the difference maker right now on a negative way for Inter. But is it is it is it gonna be that in the long term he's trying to create a place that you know you can't just get away with whatever you want? Where in the past, you but know, Marco, it was. when you in the past Juventus is a different uh, DNA and mentality. This is not Juventus. Well, he came from Sampdoria too, so it's not that he's not Juventus. You know, Juventus so, runs in a different way. But I think that 
and I think Peter has said this too, that he's trying to make a statement. Guys, this is not going to fly over here. You come late when you're not supposed to. There's going to be fines. There's not. It's not that you're the captain that you're going to be okay with it. And you know they were annoyed that Icardi's fine was bigger than Martinez's fine. And he said, "Listen, you make more money than Martinez, so your fine is going to be bigger." So there could be a number of different things that are happening right now at Inter, and maybe it's a mix of them all. But it seems like this um, mental break is not just with Inter. Look at Atalanta-Roma today. 3-3. Yeah, that's true. 3-3, a game that Roma is up in this match. But Roma's always been so inconsistent this season. Roma is up 3-0 at halftime. What a disaster. A game that, and I was very surprised, at 3-0... I said, you I think it's looking, done and dusted? At, Change Atalanta. the channel. The game is over, like, right? What, what are you doing? Atalanta's always a team. You go to Bergamo, you you are screwed. Always, yeah. Juventus, Napoli, whatever the team you are, you're always screwed. I said 3-0 to Roma. By the way, Zaniolo, beautiful assist. Mm. Two, Two assists, assists that were, were beautiful, phenomenal. Second half, this team of Gasparini, led by Gasparini with Papu Gomez and Zapata, is something else. And a missed penalty from Zapata, by the way. 43 seconds after he missed the penalty, he put the ball in the back end of the net to make it 3-3. I have a couple of very good questions since you brought it up. If you're going to put Spalletti and Gasparini on, on, the, on the, you know, what would you do? Gasparini let in three goals. Right now. <laughs> Technically speaking, if you put Spalletti and you put Gasparini, what would the balance do? Spalletti. <laughs> Gasparini. So Spalletti is heavier. So Spalletti is heavier than Gasparini. No, Gasparini One more thing. The question, wait, don't ask me the question. No, let him say. No, I was going to say, put the two hands again. The balance. Who is that? This is Gasparini. Gasparini, and this Spalletti. is Spalletti. And this is uh, Mourinho. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Outside yeah. of the table. Forget about it. Mourinho. No, listen. He's not in the studio. I have a question. Was Mourinho. that a scale? Hold on. I just yeah, it was a, no, it was that scale? was a, the scale with the weights Balance or oh, the weights? Yeah, so then, the, who's heavier? No, no. Who doesn't, who doesn't do shit? <laughs> you can who say, say you can shit. Say, yeah, who can doesn't say. do shit? Doesn't <laughs> understand shit. It's Paletti. Look, it's, it goes under the table. <laughs> anyway, the question was for yeah. you, Gatano. You know that Juventus DNA, you know a lot of management of, Ju- of Juventus. You've been touring with Juventus. You spoke with a lot of Juventus people. Tell me what is this Marotta role in Juventus and why do you think Marotta is influencing the Inter right now in a positive or slash negative way? Tell me, what is this Marotta? What was his function at Juventus besides talking to other uh, team, uh, buying players, or well, what was the, his function? The, the, I mean, the, the function of Marotta is to get the, the best players that you can get uh, for the least amount of, of money, which he did a great job with the Juventus. He got a lot of players with, uh, with no money, and then getting the uh, you know the players that, that fit, that he works with the coach, and the players that are good for the team. Now, he's going to try to do the same thing with Inter, but it's not easy. It's not easy because he found a situation in Inter already uh, with Nainggolan. Nainggolan was already on the team. And that that did not work that smooth. It's not a smooth situation. Uh, they, got rid of, they got rid of Daniolo. I mean, this this kid, is, is a, he looks like he's, a, he's got talent. Who got uh, rid of Daniolo? Was already, uh, uh, it was inside the Inter organization? Uh, yeah, well, oh, he, that God. was for uh, Nainggolan. Then then we're talking about Joe Mario. Joe Mario, you know, he, he was there, he didn't play for a while. Now it looks like he's playing again. 
you know, there are a lot of Pagatano, things going on in Inter. Directly with so the players or talks to the coaching staff about some players, everything. how to deal with it. At Inter, now he's a CEO. Does he go one-on-one -on -one with the players? Does he does he go and talk to uh, Icardi? Does he go and talk to of people? Uh, he's he's the CEO it? now. At Juventus, he was a, the sporting director who signs the players. So as a CEO, yeah. you have more it's, duties yeah. and if, more responsibilities. If, if, if I may, it's like Galliani. He's the face of Inter. Galliani was the face of Milan in the sense whenever something had to be discussed or went to the press conference, Galliani would be the, the person to... The PR. Would, yeah. So yeah. you are saying to me that this guy here doesn't tell, doesn't tell Spalletti, hey, by the way, with Nangolan, try to deal this way here. Or with that guy, try to... He just goes and talks to the player himself too, if he has to. Oh, well, he, I'm sure that he does, but... The, the most important thing uh, for Marotta is he's got to try to uh, put his end now on this team. And he's, and he's got to have consistency on this team. What can he do to bring the right players that every uh, Sunday are going to go on the field and there's consistency uh, like there was in Juventus? You know, mm -hmm. you see Juventus, even when they play bad, they win. And that's, that's a sign of a good team. And that's, it's, it's a mentality. Uh, he's trying. He's going to probably try to change the mentality, but that's not an easy task to do. You know, uh, that takes time. So maybe for this year, mm -hmm. maybe Inter right now, it, they are uh, comfortable where they are. They know that probably second place is too far, and the fourth place is probably uh, the third place is secure. I, I don't know. Uh, you know, you you need to be you need to be there to find out. Is uh, Spalletti? feeling the heat right now maybe Mourinho is uh, is uh, oh. is doesn't have a job and maybe they're talking about it uh, you know so there's a lot of things going on with Inter right now you let's, think let's, Marotta is going to bring Mourinho inside <laughs> if he's a smart manager this guy here the last thing that you want to do is just to bring Mourinho I mean Spalletti I will suck him I will just tell him, hey, this is $2 million. Just go sit on the beach and just watch the TV watch Inter on the TV but uh, who, would bring, who would you bring who would you bring Conte? We were actually, I was just discussing with my friend. Right? Conte would be a good fit for Inter. That'd Conte nice or Mourinho, right? Oh my God, please. <laughs> the thing is, Simeone. especially Inter fans, they would knowing Conte. First, Mourinho, is, if he's available, all Inter fans will want Mourinho. Of course. For what he's done, for Why the type of personality that he is, and the, the connection that so we have that guy have will destroy Mourinho. Cardi. That guy you bring him in is going to destroy Cardi. So Conte mm -hmm. has a Juventus background. So a lot of fans would not be so cool this, about So that. does Marotta as a Juventus background. So yes. why did you bring Marotta in? I'm saying you can bring him in, but he's got to prove himself. Conte is ten do. times is ten times more of uh, you know Bandiera Juventina. He was the player for Juventus for so long, then the coach for Juventus. So he has them. a lot of he has a lot more baggage, let's say, for Inter fans than Marotta, who. Yes, he's been with Juventus, but he was, Sampdoria. you know, with Sampdoria, yeah, yeah. Napoli, different teams. So it's going to be less tolerable than than having like Marotta on the background. Conte will say, "Oh, let's see the guy never take anybody from Juventus." Exactly the same thing that I said <laughs> about Iguain or. Uh, it's fine. Or you don't have to anybody. take anybody from us. We're we're, oh, we're no, we, it. just this. Well, is you want to know the last deal with? Uh, well, actually, the last deal with Juventus was was good for us, Ibrahimovic. But when we we sold Cannavaro to Juventus for Fabio Carini. The goal, third goalkeeper. Oh my goodness gracious! And that year, Cannavaro ends up winning the World Listen, Cup in 2006. When you see Zaniolo, <laughs> when you see Zaniolo yeah. switching team from whether it was Marotta already no, part of no, the no no, no, no. Oh, Marotta just came now. Okay, that tells you that this guy here, uh, Spalletti, doesn't get it. 
He doesn't get it. I don't think it wasn't a matter of not getting it. He just didn't have the the audacity to risk. What's there to risk? No, but we were what we were saying too. Like first off, Zaniolo, yes, great player. But is it possible that in one year, not even six months? Nobody seen this kid in Inter. It's you crazy, right? Roma, Roma, Roma's not stupid. In, in they put, Roma put him in a deal for no, but, a reason. Yeah. So obviously he was no. Known. He was, he was known, definitely a bright prospect. Saying, how did he not get yeah. any time with with Ro- Inter? Roma actually gave him it's, a chance. Does that make any sense? Yeah, you didn't. You didn't speak about it. We spoke about this. How many podcasts? Gaetano. What you? Listen to this. Zaniolo was what was needed in Inter because yeah, of they tried to bring Nangolan, Borca Valera's yeah. gonna do the job and all the stuff. He was the missing link. Why don't you give it a try? Just put him in. They didn't believe in him. Roma believed in him. There's different situations. You wanna get a take on this, and we'll we'll get back to Atalanta Roma. I mean, in Milano, the uh, Milano, Milan, Juventus. Uh, for a young player, it's more difficult because uh, you have you need to win and you need to win now. For other teams, there's always a better chance that a young player gets uh, gets the opportunity to to play and to show experiment a to bit. experiment a yeah. little bit more, and that, that's that's what it comes down. Yeah. I think it has to do with the mentality right. of coaching. Listen, guys, I, I disagree uh, with you guys. It has to do with the mentality of coaching. When uh, <coughs> when what's his name, Mialovic was AC Milan, he brought Donnarumma in at 16. This is one of the most difficult but, positions. But what was your objectives? Your objectives was not to push for I Champions League. We talked about last time. Spalletti had to win the got just like this by luck to get by luck, not to get in Champions skills. League yeah. to okay. get into Champions League the last day. That's the difference. So he didn't have the the luxury yeah. to say, okay, I'm gonna put in this young guy. I want to see how he's gonna right. play. You don't have it when his job is yeah. on the line and Inter's got to get Champions League. Well, it was AC Milan at that time. Exactly. So. And could you imagine yeah, they're you know. play, Inter playing Zaniolo and they lose a game? They're like, why are you playing him when you got Raja exactly. on the bench? At right. Roma, you know, they give him a little bit more time. They weren't playing the best either, but he was the bright spot over there and they, he fed off that. Anto, conclude your point. Conclude it. My Go. point is that Gattuso, he brought in Locatelli. He brought in... Uh, he didn't bring in Locatelli. Yes, he did. Gattuso brought in Locatelli. And what's Locatelli doing now? It's, it's been in Parma. Sassuolo. 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 He brought in uh, Calabria. He brought in four or five young youths. I mean, from, from the very, from the bottom. He put them on the first team and I said, hey, this is San Siro. Calabria was yeah, there but there was, What is the objective? The objective is that objective. he's risking. He's risking. Yeah, but because they don't have the objective of getting Champions League. Who told last you that? Year. Last Who told year. you that? Last year. We had, had it too. We wanted to get into the Champions League. We but didn't yeah, get it. Yeah, yeah, did. Okay. You were far. Anyway. Well, Milan have more slack. AC Milan was in a different situation last year. He explained it, uh, the, all the problems that they were having, sold, right. not sold. Uh, uh, Berlusconi, you know, there, there was a lot of let's, let's Chinese. Go to, let's go to Atalanta-Roma. Let's go to Atalanta-Roma, right? 3-3, mm. like we said, the comeback, blah, blah, blah. What do you guys think about the game? That was crazy. It's <laughs> crazy. I think Roma... I seen the list of the game that they they were caught from a, a team coming from behind. They were four times or five times that they were leading by two nothing minimum or three nothing like it was like, like today. The teams they can especially in Rome they came back to tie the game, and you lose ten points in five times instead of taking three points you take one point five times two is ten. You add ten points to the Roma. Uh, uh, Standing right now, Roma could have been on top of Inter, could have been a third place or a second place, actually, if you think about it. So, but what do we think about the game? <clears throat> the, game the game it, was Roma spectacular on the first half, and then uh, Atalanta didn't, it, they deserved the 3 3. They didn't steal anything away. That shows the mentality of Gasperini again, Gasperini. 
that the he, the, gay, what, the what about Gasprini's ability that Atalanta in the first half did not show up? Well, it's not that they didn't show up. Sometimes you have situational uh, uh, three goals. Well, game situation. You got hey, listen, you got Zeko over there. You you don't have a, a rookie like uh, it's I the first know, time uh, Zeko scored since October too. Hey. Been a few months. And the captain. And, but anyway. And yeah, now you got this Zaniolo, two spectacular assists. The guy with the chest, he just put the ball right on his foot to just go and score. He looked like and a. And then the second one. And the second years. one was off the chart. Mm-hmm. This is to tell you, those are different makers. Okay? Then then the, the goal of Atalanta, spectacular goal. One better than the other. What do you think about the game? No, I didn't see the uh, I didn't see the second half, so I'm not, um, I don't know what happened. But this is Roma. Again, inconsistent. Uh, lack of uh, leadership. If you're up three nothing, and you tie the game uh, three three, uh, you know there's nobody fighting. When you go in in the second half, you as a, as a player, you have to think the game is zero zero, and you need to fight at every ball. Mm-hmm. And what happens is you let yourself down a little bit. And that's it. And then the other team they took their uh, foot off the yeah. gas. And Atlanta is a good team. With good players, good coaching, and that's what happens. That's what, the mean, goalkeeping, the, goalkeeping is very, 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 very bad in for, Roma. For the thing me. I want to say about Atalanta, and the thing that bad. I love about Atalanta, to give credit to you and Gasperini, because I do give a lot of credit to Gasperini, because um, there was a story this week, I don't know if you guys heard from Sky, they said that uh, Papu Gomez was offered 20, 20 million for three years to go to Al-Hilal, right? Uh, in the Middle East to play. And Papo Gomez was considering it, uh, like he's considered other offers. Obviously, it's a big money. And, um, you know, they told the, the club, Gasparini heard, and Gasparini said, if you sell Papo Gomez, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. <laughs> so they had a conversation. Uh, Atalanta, Papo Gomez, Gasparini said, listen, you're going to stay. He agreed that they're going to stay because they have real ambitions, and they're only three points away from Champions League spot. Mm-hmm. This is an Atalanta who year by year, the big teams, they come, they grab whoever they want. You grab Conti, you grab Spinazzola, you grab whoever you want. Cassia. But, but, but every year, Gasperini seems to find Stripped these guys all the time. and more importantly, mold them into a team that performs. And they have so much heart that I respect them that even 3-0 down, there are not many smaller teams mm-hmm. who would be able to come back. Yes, you could say Roma... Obviously, there's a part of the other team that has to slip up. But still, this is an Atalanta who's performed with the best. And I respect them so much. Money is talked about a lot. Money, as years go on, money becomes more and more important in football. But Atalanta is one of those teams that keep proving that money is not everything. And they keep performing on the pitch. Zapata, incredible. Even, incredible. He missed this that penalty. Team, and then he scored spent, uh, less than a minute after. No team in Serie A has more goals than Atalanta this season. Yep. 47 a goals. Goal machine. Their last yeah. four games, they scored 16 goals. Wow. Wow. It's crazy. It's unbelievable. Listen, yeah. go, Roma goalkeeping is really bad. I'm going to tell Olsen. you. That goal of, the goal of, the goal of Zapata. Near the post. Third goal. Too, right? On the first post. Come on. This is very easy. Yeah, it's it very simple. It was bad. It was bad. Yeah, that was bad. Peter, what do you think about it? It's just... No, it's just exactly what we were talking about, Roma. Just this season has been really up and down. And <laughs> it was perfectly, uh, you know, exhibit, exhibited in the in the game. First half, 3-0. They look great. They were breezing past them like nothing. Second half, complete opposite. You let in three goals. You let them tie a game that should be yours 100%. 
just a matter of you know just di francesco i'm i have no idea what's going through his mind right now because mm -hmm. he pretty much you prepare the game perfectly right you're able to get the goals versus atalanta to then and you can't finish the game goals yeah you know and it's been like he was saying there's been four other uh games where they let up a two nothing lead mm -hmm. so something bad, bad. is not clicking something just maybe because you have a lot of these younger guys they're not used to maintaining their concentration for a full 90 minutes but still but it's, not it's, it's not, it's, not, not a, it's not acceptable how yeah. is it possible or how they even take off their foot of, uh, of the, the gas, gas yeah no and they just stop playing it's just with a missed penalty. something something Gaetano isn't Francesco not a great enough motivator for those players or just that they're not behind him some of the, uh, the Roma's players uh, it's it's a difficult situation in Rome uh, uh, right now uh, there's so much things going on with this team the stadium and with all the, the stadium the president uh, the president fight, fights with everybody, he's criticized everybody. There's always something going on. I think, and then, uh, like I said, there is that he hasn't had the leadership that this team needs. Um, mm. So it's not just one thing. I think that we have said it before. I mean, I like the Francesco. I think he's, he's a smart coach. But there's uh, Roma has got to be one of the most difficult uh, series uh, to coach mm. the team. This was one of four games this weekend that had comebacks. The first one, um, Parma Spal. Spal oh won three to two after Parma was up in this game. Uh, Chievo Fiorentina was another really exciting one. Chievo didn't win the game, but Fiorentina was up 2 0. They came back 2 2. Super exciting. Two, two penalties, right? A red card. Muriel again on the score sheet. Uh, the first two games, he's got three goals uh, fitting in right at home. Luis Muriel, a guy that we love. Um, that's the, that's the second one. Then this one, the third one, and then the fourth one we'll talk about. But before we go on to the last uh, comeback, which was my favorite, um, Inzaghi, people, guys, today he lost four zero to against who? Frosinone. Oh my god! Saputo, the president of Bologna, went on TV, and I've never seen a guy who looks like his soul was taken from him the way that he was talking to the media. He was in disbelief. He was looking at this camera. Like, if somebody was going to give him the, the answer. He said, I'm, I'm outraged. I'm disgusted. This is not Bologna. At home to lose 4-0 against Frosinone. This is, Frosinone scored four goals. This is one-fourth one of all their goals they scored all season. Came in this game. Frosinone. And this is a very big game because this is actually virtually six points. Because that's your direct uh, competition right. for and relegation. And Frosinone are like a point away. Saputo also said uh, he'll decide on Monday what's going on with Inzaghi's future, which is tomorrow. It should have been yeah. minutes after but, the game. Uh, Inzaghi does not have a future. Gaetano yeah. uh, saved him uh, some time with, uh, with the Bologna. <laughs> but the crazy thing is also Bologna, Saputo made some acquisitions. There's some Soriano. good players on there. Soriano. Sansone. Sansone. Yeah. Yeah. Mercato. Both. So yeah. I, I really hope, because I like Bologna. Bologna is a nice uh, city. Yeah. also has history. They're making a in stadium. You know, so yeah, yeah. hopefully, you know, maybe you get a new coach in there and revamps the rumors Something. is Mihailovic, I heard. I like that. Conte yeah. Bologna. Yeah, you need, you need a motivator. <laughs> I mean, Mihailovic. Yeah, exactly. exactly. He's good, yeah. Strong, Mihailovic man. is not going to take anything. I mean, Inzaghi. And he's a real coach, guys. Sometimes I see Inzaghi sitting there on the sideline. Look, at, <laughs> oh, look in the mirror if you want an answer. He's gonna right? call you his brother for some I tips or something. something to, uh, 
just to take it from from Inzaghi, Inzaghi needs deserves respect because the guy played like an animal. We're not trying well, to yeah, say I, no, wait, 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 wait. Let me just try to to, to answer always this whole thing. They're an 18th place. He's, he's frozen on the sideline because this is what the hell are they <laughs> have those guys? They got nothing. They, but like, but not an 18th place. Definitely team. not. Almost 19th. He doesn't have an 18th. Almost place team. 19th. He has a team that should be performing much better. So Mid-team. you can complain about the quality all you, you said, want. The uh, the, the uh, quality of the way you played or the way you played, how good you were when you played, has got nothing to do exactly. with being a good mm-hmm. coach. It's oh, a different. Look at look at Maradona. When they were good enough to tie to tie with AC Milan. For nothing at home with Frosinone. Oh my god! It wasn't uh, it wasn't a good day for the Inzaghi bros. What does it say bros. about Milan? Was it wasn't oh. a. <laughs> what does it say about you guys? <laughs> you guys, you guys ruined my transition. Oh, uh, sorry, Marco. What did you say? It wasn't a good day for the Inzaghi bros. You were oh, saving yeah. that, weren't you? <laughs> it, it came uh, came all at once. Lazio Juventus, the final match day, the one that you know for for Juventus after watching what happened with Napoli, huge opportunity to go up eleven points. Um, and playing in Rome is always difficult. Lazio's also had a tough schedule. They had to play Napoli, the second place team last week, and now play against Juventus, the first place team, which is which is very difficult. Um, but anyway, uh, horrible, horrible, horrible match from Juventus, and spectacular beginning from Lazio. They were all over. Lazio Juventus. missed three Lazio, to four goals. Lazio could have had a. Two goals in the in the beginning, the first half easily. Two goals. And Immobile in the second half. Lazio were were not clinical. They were not taking advantages of all the mistakes that Juventus were making. Juventus didn't have a single player besides Chesney. This was Lazio versus Chesney. Yeah, Chesney played Chesney well. Chesney made unbelievable saves. You guys have criticized Chesney all season. Oh, he's never he's never tested. He's it's never tested. Game. Okay. okay, today he was tested, and okay. he's been tested multiple times. So Chesney was incredible today. Um. And this was a then Lazio went up in this match 1 0. Uh, and I said nothing was clicking for Juventus. Nothing. Douglas Costa was not playing good. Dybala was not playing good. Ronaldo was not playing good. The myth Emerchan. Emerchan scores a, a goal in his own net. Emerchan was horrible today. Um, without Bonucci, who went off right injured, without starting with Chiellini. Um, and it was a match that looked like it was going to go down to one of those uh, losses or at least a tie where it wasn't really going to help Juventus enough. But just like we saw last year at the Olimpico, a match where Juventus played so bad. If you guys remember that match last year, mm-hmm. Juventus played so bad. 91st minute, Dybala saved them with that goal that really pushed them forward. Mm-hmm. And um, again, it goes to those times where you don't take advantage of your chances. Like Michael was hinting at, Immobile had that one-on-one that he skied all the way to if the right side. If he had on target, that was 2-0. The very oh, bad. Chesney's uh, uh, with, uh, with a little uh, Oh chip. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Rugani and, saved and it. Rugani saved yeah, it. Yeah, that that I can understand. That was yeah, that was but sec- no, the, se- the second time yeah. was great. When I saw I that, I don't know if you've seen the goal that he missed. Uh, Did you see it? No, I didn't see the goal, but he I had uh, one mile of, a, of an open. <laughs> but the uh, the Juventus uh, uh, fans were very very disappointed uh, with Allegri and the way the team played for 60 minutes. I mean. Uh, and Allegri said that uh, it, it was his mistake for putting Emerson in a, in a position that he shouldn't have played. He's not a, he's not somebody that should be playing in front of the defense. And in fact, then, you know, he changed the, his um, his, his um, position. So a, a lot of the, uh, he said, I take a lot of the blame. They play terrible. But like uh, Juventus, uh, they always at the end uh, they find a way to win the game. They're mentally strong. 
The very official. Dybala, I don't know what happened to Dybala. I don't know. He had a fight with the goals, but uh, he can find uh, he can find the net. This kid. Well, but Cancel was influential, influential for uh, for uh, for the tie. He well, took a shot. I think, I think when when a, nothing was working again, I just want to reiterate, nothing was working for Juventus. I thought Cancelo obviously came in and Cancelo played the biggest role of the match. Cancelo got the goal off a rebound. Um, you know, nothing spectacular, but in the right place at the right time. Cancelo was pulled down by Lulic for the penalty, and Cancelo even a third time. I mean, it was a ridiculous chance. He was right in front of the net. He tries to pass it to yeah, Bernadeschi. Um, and I think that this is, again, just one of those matches where not the better team won, but the team who was stronger up here. The team who was stronger up here because Lazio, the dip. I think once they saw Immobile and missed that, they know that this Juventus <laughs> always seems to bite them back in the ass. And Juventus were clinical. Peter has something to say. No, yeah. Peter you see what you say, the dip. The dip is normal. Juventus, they have starters on their bench. You can put in Cancelo. You can put in Bernadeschi. You can put in all these guys. Of course, they're up here strong because they're fresh. Well, all these guys are they fresh. Got, they got to that point so, from winning for so many years. No, I, I'm not it, trying it to was, take anything away. I'm just saying that Juventus, if you have that luxury that you could put in Cancelo off your bench, mm -hmm. yeah. you're going to yeah. have a chance to yeah, win but, the goal. But they have that luxury for a reason. Why, they have where the did they get Cancelo from? <laughs> <In> the, oh. <laughs> You guys, I don't no, know. The reason why is financial fair play. Yeah, financial fair play. <laughs> okay, that's, that's it. Right. Give so him something else. The field and on the field. The give him something else. Don't give him Cancelo. Give somebody else up. Financial fair play. Give Perisic. You see? Good point. Peter's <laughs> <laughs> like, I should have thought of that. Right, keep going, keep going. But yeah. anyway, I thought Lazio played an amazing game. They deserved the three points. One hundred percent. You're did. right. Peter. I love, I love Luis Alberto. Lucas Leva is amazing. In the in the back, you remind me of Cambiaso in that way, like you break down all the, uh, the any plays, plays and stuff yeah. like that, and and quickly give the ball. Uh, Correra also is a young guy. Mm, I like Correra, and he's a very like technical, mm -hmm. crafty player. So Milinkovic Savic too, I was uh, happy with. So I think Lazio moving forward. Okay, they lost these two games, but versus the first and second place. Tough. I think they're going to yeah. push for that fourth spot. I'm sorry, Antonio. Maybe they're going to push but. for your spot. <laughs> <laughs> but, but these players, hmm. this is what I, I always I thought, and I think uh, Inzaghi has, uh, you know, it, with Immobile, even though Immobile, when he missed that shot, oh, what a disgrace. he made the right run, makes the right run, breaks down Juventus' defense, Gets the ball, opens up like he was going to put it right into oh, the corner. Yep, and, no. he skies, and he skies nah. it. Yep. And you look at him, you're like... <sighs> How many times have we seen but, him bury uh, You know, that's the thing with Immobile. Yeah. You yeah. know, that uh, when it comes to the, the big, big game yeah. and the pressure is there, so he doesn't insignia. seem, insignia he doesn't the seem to come true. Yeah. No, it's true. Wow. But talking about Juventus and the, the tactics of where they were, again, you know, you're saying they have the best players. They do, but the, the game is not... We keep saying the game is not backing them up. And this is, a, again, another one. I, you know, I'm always stuck because while I'm, in the, while I'm watching the match, as a UF fan, I'm, I'm, I'm mad. Uh, you know, I'm mad. And every time you think, yeah, we usually come away with it. We're usually able to pull it out of the bag. But you're saying, is there going to be a time where you're not going to be able to pull it out of the bag? Chiellini, after the match, he said, we're, you're going to see the real Juventus February 20th when we play against Atletico Madrid. And I think that there's a lot of work still to be done. Yes, they're able to win the match. And, and I agree that that's a great skill to have. And it's a sign of a great team. 
and they're mentally strong. Yeah, you could say the players are good, but even if you have great players, you still have to have that ability to believe that even when the things are not clicking, that you're going to be able to win the game. And you're going to be able in, to put that in Serie A, but in the Champions League, I'm not sure if that's going to work. I think if you don't play your best game in Champions League, you're not going to find uh, yeah. the, the mental uh, uh, the, the mental ability the, that these teams have, the European have. Uh, the strength that they have, it's not going to be like uh, Lazio. But last year, Juventus came back from 3-0 down at the Bernabeu. They came back to, to tie it 3-3. Yeah. So it's not that they... <clears throat> You know, most teams, it's very hard to go against Real Madrid with no. the champions. Don't worry, you're going to win the Champions League this year. Don't worry. <laughs> you, you said Inter was going to win the, the Champions League. Well, 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 the if, well, that's why we anyway, have us a backup. Going back to Champions League, but yeah. Champions League, you're versing other teams that are on top of the table. Yeah. They're doing good. They're, they're feeling good. So a lot of his mentality, they have the experience. So, you know, it's a tough draw with Atletico because they play a similar type of soccer as far as more defensive. They're very uh, tactically mm -hmm. prepared. So it'll be interesting. It, I think it's gonna be a great game. Um, but Juventus definitely they in Serie A. They if even if they're not playing well, right. they're able to get it through because also individual talent. Bernadeschi makes a spectacular run, mm -hmm. finds DiBala who gets away from his defender. One Boom. one cross, one shot, one time. You know, and then the rebound. So I think that has a lot to do with. It. I think just that Juventus has better players. They have players on the bench that should be starting anywhere else. And Simeone, you know. Simeone could be, for example, one hands down one of the coaches that oh, can take sure. over Spalletti's position because Spalletti is <clears throat> not. Let's 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 finish it with you. It's not gonna. We we got. Um, I think that uh, I, sorry, forgot, I forgot my train of thought because I was. <laughs> Don't be sorry. I, I like Cholo. Oh, you um, like Cholo? Yeah, he's Inter. Ex Inter. Mm. That's what I'm saying. We got a lot of options over here. As Mike, Mike, get some questions from uh, from uh, what, what everybody ever asked us. Uh, but yeah, for Juventus, I think that it's going to be difficult, and I think that Juventus is going to need to find um, to how they have to play a better way and how they're going to have to play against the bigger teams because it's not always going to be there. Mike, as you're getting some questions, I want to remind everybody one more time on Instagram, Italian Football the... TV. Guys, let's uh, let's get the following up. up. Why you have to get up? No, you don't have to no, get you up. Guys see, just show, see you yeah. guys can zoom in. Yeah, we can. Zoom in. At Italian Football TV. The old account, we are in the process of getting back, but just in case, <laughs> this is it, okay? You too. Yeah. What's it, Antonio? Could you uh, say it? Italian Football TV. Very good. This Mike. is the new Instagram account, right? <laughs> yep, that's okay, a new one. Okay, so, so far, as the, first, uh, the first week, we got first back day. like... Uh, 4,000. We got uh, four or 6,000. 4,000. I got 4,000. So by the end of next week, we want 20,000 back, okay? <laughs> That'd be All nice. Right, guys. Mike, ask, uh, give us some questions. Okay, we got a pretty good question over here from Michael Gianniotta, a good friend of ours. He said, is a recent surge in high-scoring matches due to teams being better in attacking sides or they're uh, losing that tally in defense? That's uh, a great question. Identity. Like during the years, we all knew uh, Italian football as like yeah, Atenacho, yeah, yeah. all defense. But now there's a lot more goals, not as defensive minded. Is that just to the generation or how did it happen? What do you guys think? Uh, sometimes I look at some of these defenders. Oh, my God. I They drive me crazy. Uh, <laughs> I remember years ago, you never let the uh, center forward turn. Now the center forward turns on a she defender. Wants, and right? He spins him around. <laughs> like a, Takes a cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, to me, it's that uh, the defenders, uh, yeah, they're not as good as they used to be. We don't have enough uh, good Italian defenders anymore. That would, like I said, I always I referenced what I watched the other day, the 2000 game, and uh, I mean, like you said, Nesta, Maldini, whoever they were. 
These guys, they, they make a nice foul. They get you down, but they never let you go on that break, no right. matter what. Mike, they either get the ball or they get the leg. Mike, in Italy, the economy has changed. We don't have any more lockers. Uh, uh, what do you call it? The, um, uh, the guy with the catenaccio, the world catenaccio in Italian means it's a lock. Oh, okay. okay. I didn't so know that. Now people that okay. they, they work with the hardware store, they they selling everything. This uh, this uh, you know hardware store. There is no more catenaccio. Yeah. So uh, we just uh, leave the door half, halfway open. Half open so now. Anybody can just go turn around and uh, <laughs> what do you think? And score. Yeah, I mean the game has evolved too. The new offside rule. So now usually it would be offside, so the game would stop. Maybe mm-hmm. now that the game is continuing, there's been more chances and whatnot. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, yes, the Italian soccer hasn't been what it once was. But I think there was some high-scoring games even in the in the 80s, 90s that maybe just the idea of Italian soccer being so defensive and it's a 0-0 draw is just an illusion. Mm, you know? Okay, yep. that's a good point. Exactly. That's a lot of point. times we like to add up how many goals every, every league yeah. has scored. Mm-hmm. And you see oftentimes, you know, you, Italy's at least – at least second, you know, sometimes first, sometimes second with the Premier League. And I, I think it's a, it's a lot about what you said. But Marco, the people Perception. are demanding, are demanding to, to see great soccer when they go to the stadium right now. That's true. If they see two teams already settling down for the tie, they're starting to pass the ball back and then you get the ball back. Okay, let's pass the ball around until the game it's over. This stuff is over. Yeah. The people are demanding. When you go to the game and you pay for your tickets, they wanted to see spectacular soccer. The same way you see the English Premier uh, just going up and down yeah. like, uh, yeah. like uh, you know, uh, yo-yos. Over here, <laughs> over here in the Serie A right now, they're demanding because they bring a lot of youth to the game. The kids are involved with the game. It's not just the dad. Kids want to see goals. Right. It's That's not true. just the dad that leaves the mom and the kids home. And oh, they bring the whole family to the game. And if the, the, the ladies doesn't see Cardi score, they say, hey, we have a problem over here. I came to the game to waste an hour and a half without a Cardi score. Eh, it's a problem. So people that demand... Action. Entertainment. Mike. Yeah, yeah they, they got to go see Ronaldo. Ronaldo, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. He'll, he'll, he'll show you the goals. Oh, he's going to show the six packs and he's going to do his stupid swing, you know, a spin over there. Come on. Okay. That, that we don't need, but, you know. <laughs> On to you the next need. question uh, from Fat Totti. Uh, that's his oh, funny use. That's That's oh. a person's name, your username. Okay. He said, what is it with Serie A in Italy that these older players continue to perform at a high level? They brought up Guagliarella and Perlisier, who's at 39 years old. Well, is, is there something in the air or something? Or mm, the, it's the water. Or they uh, they just like the league and it's better for the for them to overcome and continue playing good? Well, listen, for example, Pelicia unfortunately today missed a penalty that could have just tied the game for mm-hmm. uh, for Kevo. But Pelicia has been a high scorer every season, has put very, very important balls behind the, the goalkeeper net. Because, uh, you know, we just saw it recently. Didn't he, didn't he, didn't he tie a game? Yeah, that yeah, the, yeah, yeah. It was the last At the end, right? Yeah, I don't remember. Was, was it Inter? <laughs> <laughs> I don't okay. know if he was kidding or not. Was, I was not kidding. He didn't use it the whole time, I think. No. For some... Uh, Mike, I'm not joking. I, I, think, I lost it. I, I lost think it. you knew. I, 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 I saw, I was I saw, I saw Peter. I saw that was you. <laughs> so anyway, anyway. The, you know, like the it's wine. Just, it's naturally in your blood it to is. just think about... It's okay. It, 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 Icardi still stinks. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, no, Catano says that when the wine gets old, that it gets it tastes better. So Aged, right? You're the only one who says that. No, he said it all the time because he gets some good wine. And from time to time, he lets it make it older, older, older. And then at some point, we open the wine, he let it settle. Delicious, and right? Delicious. Delicious. Uh, Any other theories on that or no? 
I think in this modern soccer, it, it's nice to see uh, you know this uh, these old-fashioned uh, players that come that come through. I think they have a lot of passion. I think they're still having a good time. Sorrentino uh, too. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah That's that's what Quagliarella said. He said, "I'm still having a good time and I'm enjoying myself." And that's what it's all about. You know what it could be too. I think that we 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 were talking about this before that there's a a you know we focus a lot on the physical body now too and how mm -hmm. to improve your body and how to take care of your body rather than prior and old mm -hmm. football. So I think that that's a a big factor um, as to why didn't close it, the the German player played until he was 36 or something like that. He's still playing on the national team. You know we we're talking about Quagliarella coming back to Italian national team and all the stuff. Close played for Germany when he was 36. On a World Cup, Klose was a was two, a fantastic two, player. Uh, two World Cups ago, yes. or eight years yes. ago, Klose was still playing. It was scoring was a it was a factor for Germany again. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. no, he's good. I think that that's part uh, of it. What are you yeah. gonna say? No, I think I, I agree with you. I think just the the know know how and the knowledge of mm -hmm. football players now how important it is to take care of your mm -hmm. body and really become more of an athlete. Because you see now, soccer has changed. Before, you know, you were a soccer player. Now you're an athlete yeah. mm -hmm. and then a soccer player yeah. because your body is prepared for the 90 minutes and you have to be running up and down mm -hmm. and the soccer has changed. So I think, you know, that definitely influences. And then the money that they've been making now than before, it's a lot more of an incentive for these players to stay as long as they can. But the fact that they're still able to, to continue at a good level it is uh you know really great to see you know I'm happy i'm happy you brought up sorry to interrupt i'm happy you brought that up because um we're gonna have somebody coming on the podcast really soon mm -hmm. who works with uh professional athletes one that he's working with is giuseppe rossi mm -hmm. i was talking to him this week he's gonna come on a podcast because he runs a company basically they dissect a person how your body is mm -hmm. and how to get you to keep playing so it's gonna be interesting cavo so we got to get some questions for him what are we gonna say no gatana well, uh, do you remember i mean you've been with those things for a long time did juventus had the locker rooms the bodybuilding and all the stuff people uh, you know uh, technical uh, stuff just uh, indiv paying individual attention to the players uh, like uh, you know building up their uh, their upper bodies or the, the legs like uh, peter says right now the game the players are not just a soccer player they're just uh, they're just uh, you know uh, machines athletes. at the same athletes okay so does that factors in what Peter was saying before? Yeah, of course. I think if you go back uh, 30, uh, 30, 40 years ago, uh, all the soccer players, they, they used to talent. all practice all the same, run at the, all the same, do all the same exercise. Now, uh, soccer, like you said, they're athletes. They have individual, depending on Programs, your body, right? depending on your strength, depending on your muscles. They have individuals, uh, personal trainers, just for you so that you develop more your strength so that that uh, yeah the, uh, definitely and that's what we're going to learn about because his whole company is right. about the individual person how your muscle is different from somebody else's mm -hmm. what's yeah. the last question that was mike? a good point mike last that was one. a good question who yeah, did this one fat great name uh last one actually from edward this is actually geared towards uh for peter moore uh, he was talking about uh, Spalletti and if you have his full support right now, even though he has been pretty inconsist inconsistent during the Good past question. few games, I think you believe a, in him 100%? Uh, to tell you the truth, no. I, I've, I'm trying to stick with him because at the end, there is no better coach at that can moment. lead Inter for the next rest of the season. It doesn't make sense to sack him, to put in one person, and then think about for next year. So... <laughs> The point is, let's not let's not try to break anything. Let's not try to destroy anything. But 
recently, especially just just this game alone, by tinkering the formation, it did not make any sense. Why are you changing a formation? Why are you having to to second guess yourself? And then even the substitutions that have been made this whole year, it's yeah. it's more of a feeling like ah, he That's not that he doesn't know what he's doing, but he's hesitant. He's yeah. hesitant to make the sub. He's hesitant. He you know he'll. He his mentality is second I'll, guessing, yeah, second guessing, but also I'll I'll accept a zero zero tie as long as we don't lose one nothing. Mm. So like last year, I was happy mm. with Spalletti because there was a sense of stability, you know. But now I've seen that we're not able to transition. We're not able to make the next step. I don't know if it's because there's a bunch him of stuff too, yeah. Or we he doesn't have full support of the team. But if you don't have full support of the team, then you're not going anywhere. So. Right now, Spalletti has a lot to prove for me. And, you know, he didn't, like I said, the first year that he came, he didn't have the greatest of Inters. I mean, the past three or four years, Inter was in sixth, seventh, eighth place out of Europa League. He made the best out of the players. It made them become the fourth place team, Champions League. And this year, we're third place, which I would have accepted because Juventus, Napoli, uh, historically, in the past five years, are better teams. So just the, the thing is that pisses me off is, they lose a lot of stupid points. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, it's my take on it. This is my take okay. on it. You know I mean, Peter's my best friend, you know, but Spalletti is somebody, this is just personal, that as soon as the game is over, he locks himself inside his own room. He, take, he keeps even his wife away. He puts the TV on and he listens to everybody's comment. Okay, they said, oh, look at these people complaining that I didn't put Lutaro Martinez early enough. Then what he does? The next game around, he starts Lutaro Martinez. <laughs> this is a guy that cannot really make a sound decision based on what his convictions are, okay? So what he does, he gets influenced him, himself a big time by the media, but what everybody's saying about the game, especially if Inter is not performing at a full uh, with all six cylinders. So this is, I think, it's a, it's, a, it's a coach that he hasn't done much. He hasn't proved anything so far. I don't think it's the coach that is going to, moving forward, is going to be the coaching, uh, the coach of Inter. Uh, uh, of Inter. They take them to get to yes. the Scudetto. Which they're not going to do it. Peter, I kind of agree with what you said. Where, uh, he did a lot with little. Now when he got the suitable players, he's not pulling the weight that he once did with the squad with even less. Which I get you're, you're frustrated. He should have at least cemented, like you were saying, third and be looking to compete with Napoli right you now. You know what I find really Which interesting? Is very and then I want to get your opinion. Um, I think that with Marotta now at Juventus, uh, at Inter, from Juventus, you know, there was links even last year with, uh, last year or two years ago with Spalletti to Juventus, you know? So I want to see if, if that's part of the play from Marotta who wanted Spalletti at Juve. Is he going to, you know, keep believing in him? Is he going to keep giving him support? Uh, so I think it's something that we need to follow. What do you think about the I, I think for this year, you're on. Uh, you go to the end of the season. And yeah, then, I think uh, we all agree. And then uh, at Not the end, of, at the end of the season, then you'll uh, you'll see uh, uh, who's available and which way you're gonna go. And because. Uh, uh, that's not where Inter wants to be right now, and that's not where they want to be next year. Uh, I'm sure they want to either do better in the Champions League, and they want to be, and they're going for the Scudetto. So this is for the Inter fans. I don't think this is uh, acceptable. Milano has always been the the, uh, the center of Europe for soccer, um, kind of the queen of soccer for Europe. So. Right now, they've been struggling the last few years. They can't wait to to be uh, to be there. So, uh, with Marotta, 
they probably um, decide, hey, let's see, uh, let's get into the Champions League, and then next year we'll um, we'll make the decisions. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm. Good, very yeah. good. I think we <laughs> we pretty much all done. Yeah. Uh, pretty much. Uh, one, one thing I want to say is that I wouldn't be crippled if Spalletti was to leave Inter at the end of the season. But I hope that uh, your boy Cattuso stays. And I, hope I, got, I got news for you. I think it's Spalletti. I'm not a huge lover. Spalletti Spall is not going to... I think he's good. Spalletti is not going to be... The decision is going to be... Not going to be Marotta decision. It's not going to be the man of the Chinese management that they have right now. Icardi. Spalletti <laughs> is going to leave on his own. I'm telling you right now. Why? Spalletti is going to leave on his own. Because he's a guy cash. that does not know how to, keep the to take the pressure from anybody. Spalletti has not performed. He has not done anything so far to say, hey, listen, since I came over here, look what we have done. What he has done? Nothing. He set, listen, he I, settled he's down the nothing. team. As far as, okay, maybe they're not what we expected them in the start of the season, but they've been consistent in the sense that they're, they're third place team, you know? But yeah, they should be behind Milan. I get what you're but saying. Listen, no, he was, I think he was a good coach to take Inter from eighth or seventh place to challenging for a Champions League. Mm -hmm. But I think that as we'll see as the season goes on, he will always and like he, you know he's known for this. He's not able to take that step Excellent. to Scudetto. Yeah. But that's something that we're gonna have to see. It's something that also Inter we can't say now because where's Simeone gonna be? Where's Conte is gonna be? Where's yeah. Mourinho gonna be? Different. Uh, but we'll be here and we'll be here to comment. Oh, one on more whatever. thing. One more thing, Mike. Uh, yeah. And then you go. Yeah. Guys, we our our goal over here is to invite every player of the world, every, every single, player. I mean every single nation of the world to come to podcast over here. We got people from uh, Peru, Irish, Greece, Italian, Greeks, uh, Saudi Arabia, Greeks. Qatar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we want every single one of you. If you are in Brooklyn or in New York, or to Greece. call us and say, "Hey, Marco, I am from the Philippines. Greece. You win." <laughs> We want to represent all the world on the po on the podcast because for us, we here not for us. We here for you, right? I mean, for us because we having good time too. But we we, would, we would do this even if we weren't yeah, uh, recording. We always went, <laughs> we okay. always went around and did this. Gaetano okay. is holding now the 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 stuff. So the new the new uh, uh, Instagram it, account is you. called at Italian Football TV. <laughs> Why did you need to okay. write this down to remember? It's well, the name of it. Italian I have Alzheimer's, so I need to uh, to <laughs> no, remind people. So uh, Pete. Do you want to add anything else? <laughs> Peter's so, <laughs> so fed up. He's still speaking about Spalletti. Okay, last thing before we go. Empoli versus Genoa. The last Come Serie A match of the, uh, of the round is playing tomorrow. Just want to throw out any quick predictions. Genoa or no? win. Uh, Empoli is playing home. They're yeah. only three points away. Uh, Genoa only three points above Empoli. So no, it's going to be pretty I go good with game. Empoli. Oh, okay. I like Empoli too. I like the way oh, they've been playing. Boy. You guys like to be one wrong. one. <laughs> I, I, I say one one also. Uh, the tie, the the tie lost you though. Oh, the, the, the it cost him dinner. Uh, <laughs> it cost him dinner. Uh, <laughs> he hasn't won a bet all he season. He's won. He's won the Juventus. Did you see he won the Juventus jersey? Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Before? I saw. I saw. He wore the Juventus jersey multiple Inter times. Jersey. He's wore the Inter jersey. He's paid for pizza. Guys. I wore the Inter jersey because he's got Sano on. So the Inter jersey. <laughs> 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 I don't know what the next bet is going to be, but my money would not be, be winning the bet. <laughs> you having fun? <laughs> You're going to get messages. Right. They want to make you. Uh, don't worry about it. At five, the end of the five. day, we're going to count the dead bodies at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> this podcast is getting shut down. <laughs>
How many stars? Guys, guys, <laughs> pay attention. Wait, wait. Tell everybody what you were saying yesterday about the, the team that you play for. Who are the two teams that are going to be playing each I other? Pine Lone against the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait, what? Greenwood. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, listen, bro. listen, guys. Again, I, I drop work to be at the podcast oh, because man. I enjoy doing this. I, I enjoy doing this guy, this uh, playing around with those guys over here. But I enjoy the most communicating with you guys about real soccer. We're not here just having a good time. We have the technical expert over here. We have the crazy Juventus fan over there that they, they you know, they cry when the Juventus are losing. And then all of a sudden, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> they don't lose. Oh, we like to win. Yeah, it was crying. Crying. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't lose. Right, it but we didn't crying. lose. We won. Then we have the Spalletti lovers over there. <laughs> and then we have the man last king of it. Yeah, what about you? Oh. What are you? I'm just I'm, I'm neutral. I don't know. <laughs> You're neutral. <laughs> okay, guys, keep watching. and keep rating the new the new podcast with five stars. Yeah. And again, this is it, guys. Everyone it's from Greece, Italian football TV, <laughs> right? That's yeah. it, guys. Thank you for watching. That was a good one. We'll talk to you soon. Ciao, guys. Ciao. You're the neutral. Neutral. <laughs>